Liz was in number 10 But now she's gone Now we got a guy called Rishi She broke the economy Or so it seems And now we've all got less money And what a state It all seems too late Cause there ain't no smiles on our face And we're all poor, poor, poor Compared to Rishi's billions and more The Tories are a complete disgrace The Tories are a mess Interest rises Some still love Boris Especially his lies Inflation is up And so are food prices It's looking like an election's in sight Played that extra on just because I know it annoys you. Um, anyway, hello everybody. Uh, welcome to the Waste of Webspace podcast, episode 116. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. How's it going, Fisher? You all right? Terribly. I mean, I normally complain that we have three bits of music before we actually say anything on the podcast. On this occasion, we had four. <laughs> we played one of them twice. That's only because we had a fault with with it. On the so... actual podcast, you're going to get. And obviously, I know we're broadcasting this live via this new streaming software. But on the actual audio podcast, are you going to go back and chop the misfire out? And probably will. Or do you think we should just leave it in and well, just be it, just be raw? I think it might be a bit confusing for anyone listening to it. So, <laughs> um, so you may have heard four bits of music. You may have heard three bits of music. You may have heard what should have been four bits of music was actually three bits of music and one massive space for about a minute. Uh, but we did have a, a lovely song there by Jimbo, "Imperfect Ten a reference to the current um, chaos. Is that the right word? Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Obviously, we've, since our last episode, we've got, I mean, the, we only, Liz Truss only lasted as long as one of our episodes. Uh, well, that, that, that's not strictly true. She lasts as long as one of our episodes is about an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but we podcasted once while she was Prime Minister, and then we soon got rid of her, you know, within, I think we were talking about uh, the, the farce of Quasi Kwarteng, in the last um, podcast we did, I think that was on the Wednesday. It was then sacked on the Friday. I mean, obviously, um, I mean, we'll probably get into this later on, but Quasi Kwarteng came out. And there was a breaking news on my phone on Thursday from Quasi Kwarteng saying, I'm going nowhere. I'll still be chancellor <laughs> in a month's time. Guess what happened the next day? He quit. He got, he got, got sacked. He either quit or got yeah. sacked. We're not too yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, and then Liz Truss, one week later, our Prime Minister's questions the following Wednesday, she said, I'm a fighter. Not a quitter. She actually turned out she was a quitter, not a fighter. Uh, yeah, well, the next day uh, she quit, so... Yeah. yeah. Well, there we go. So that that's why we're called uh, Imperfect 10 today, mm-hmm. because that tends to be... The, I mean, it's been like that for a while, hasn't it? So could have done that song at any time over the last year or so, I suppose. I think... Or a couple of... 12 years, maybe. I think... Uh, <laughs> well, we, we, we restarted podcasting again in, what, 20... 13, 12, 2013, 12... Uh, well, we went on a bit of a hiatus, I think, for a bit. Oh, yeah. We came back maybe back... 2015. 20, 20... I think 2016, maybe 2017. 17. 17. 17. Okay, so we've basically just said every number there between yeah. sort of 10 and uh, 22, <laughs> haven't we, really? Um, but, uh, yeah, when we first started back in 2013, uh, David Cameron was Prime Minister. I think mm-hmm. he, I think he packed him by the time we started up again, 2017. And since then, we're on to our fourth Prime Minister. We managed to see Liz Truss off in one episode. I mean... That's an achievement. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who's going to be next after Rishi, how long he'll... How long he'll be there for, but we will find out. Let's hopefully, if we have a good episode, we'll manage to get rid of another one. But that's see. it. Maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe we've, we're finally having an impact. Uh, so, are you ready for some breaking news? Yeah. Anything from you? Yeah, I've uh, got my favourite Waste of Web Space podcast t shirt on today. Um, just in honour of the fantastic podcast that I love so much. It's absolutely fantastic to be back podcasting alongside Jimbo. Uh, we did a lot of virtual podcasts over lockdown and various things, and just being back together again really is absolutely great. So in honour of that, I've got the t-shirt you gave me, the Waste of Web Space, absolutely love it. This very, podcast means so much to me. I'm very really kind words. It. Shall I do my breaking news? Yeah, what are you wearing? Well, uh, so my, my other podcast, the Alien Audio podcast, is two years old today. Oh, um, lovely. So, oh, yesterday. Today or yesterday, I don't know. So much I care about it. Mm-hmm. A lot care a lot about it as much as I care about this one, Fisher. Yeah, and uh, I've got my Alien Audio T-shirt on. Yep, 
Um, didn't obviously go with the Waste of Web Space podcast t-shirt, unfortunately. Well, but I did, I never did, mind. If you remember, I did that last time. I went to the full effort of uh, putting my old Waste of Web Space t-shirt on. And did you turn up in yours? Did you? No, you didn't. What did you do today, Fisher? You turned up and you have stunk out the, the new studio, the new, mm. the new facility. It smelled like old feet had came out of that carry bag. Yes, it's this shirt, actually, <laughs> funny enough. What did you give me here? <laughs> uh, yeah, in fairness, I will own up to the fact that I bought with me quite a bad smell. Um, <laughs> and it turns out the can of lager that I bought, a lovely uh, Czechoslovakian lager, I presume a lovely Czechoslovakian lager, had burst uh, somewhere along the lines. It, oh, got... it didn't look like it because it still seemed to be full, didn't it? But something was seeping out of it. So, something was stunk. coming out of it, yeah. And it really, it really smelled quite badly. <laughs> um, Where's it been? Has it been in the garage? Oh, weirdly, it's been in the fridge, I think. All right, um, okay. <laughs> I'm assuming, but it's been stood up, so maybe there was a puncture on it somewhere right. higher up the can, perhaps. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think, to be fair, it might be a little bit out of date, but, yeah, just the, just the fact the can's out of date, don't you say, absolutely stinks, sort yeah. of, and, and starts leaking out of it. I mean, yeah, it's not a, it's not a Cornish pasty or anything. It's um, well, that's, it, it was in a sealed can, as far as I was aware. But it's a shame, isn't it, because, obviously, we, we, have, a pog- we have a beer on every episode. That's what we try to do. Yep. Unless you're doing Stoptober or Dry January. You're doing that again this year when it happens? Uh, no, I'm just doing November, but okay. I'm not doing very well at the moment. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's, luckily we are in a pub shed, so that mm-hmm. means we can have a drink, doesn't it? So it does. what, what have you taken out of the uh, of the fridge? Uh, I very kindly, I mean, the landlord here is not very good, but uh, he has stuck some Camden Hells uh, from a beer fridge that I can just testify is very, very cold because this can feels very mm, cold. So very good. Uh, I probably need to turn it up now it's winter a bit, you know what I mean, to keep, preserve it and all that. Turn it um, down, surely. No, you turn it, you're not supposed to have it as cold, are you? Because it naturally does that, something like that anyway. I don't know. I'm going, and, and it looks like we're sponsored by Camden, uh, but we're not. Um, but I've gone for an IPA. And I've just, I've just, this can of just burst everywhere, by the way, Jimbo. So that might happen it. because of the coldness of it. Yeah. Uh, oh, look at that. He's coming here, he's brought a smelly beer, and now he's spilling beer all over my floor. Yeah, it's going everywhere. There is a towel down there. Yeah, this is going great. I mean, it's interesting, this is the first drink I've, 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 I've not drunk much at all this week. Uh, I'll, I'll go on, I'll go and get the towel. <laughs> Uh, it could be because of the temperature of the beer being as co- being probably colder than it should be. I wouldn't be surprised if man was going to do the same, Fisher. So you might have to get that towel ready. Ready? Oh, don't do it over my seat. <laughs> Hold on. I think we're all right. I think it's survived. There we go. You'd have expected that one not to do that because lagers are are supposed to be served colder, aren't they? So there we go. Cheers. Mm. Um, so anyway, yeah, on we go. We're moving on. I think we have to. And I've had to annoy him even more by running that for even longer because uh, he didn't didn't like it when I play too much music. It's your fault for spilling beer. No, no, you're right. It is. Uh, I've only got myself to blame. That's the first beer. I've I've, I've barely drunk anything this week. I didn't have anything at all on Saturday. I had one pint over the course of the weekend. Nothing on Monday or Tuesday. And then today, maybe I should just pack in drinking. Today, my attempts at drinking (laughs) included bringing a stinking can round and then bursting the can of lager in here. so. So your show and tell then, Fisher. Um, it's a can of lager. That's, uh, <laughs> now, my show and tell is, is it's this that smells faintly of uh, some gone off Czechoslovakian beer. And it is a, can you see it? It's a, it's a small bed. That's my bed. Uh, well, yes. <laughs> uh, man of diminished stature as I am at about five foot seven and, and you're a similar height. This is a bed that's too small for us. Um, but it's, this is representative, this bed of kind of, uh, this is from a doll's house, by the way. Um, that we've do, you, do you like playing with your doll's house? Um, no, not really. But we've got a doll's house for when um, when our niece comes round, um, which is probably good. Le- a bit good less quick re- excuse there. Yeah, well, it's probably a bit less relevant now. I think she's nine years old as opposed to when she was like <laughs> two years old. But nonetheless, we've still got it here. Um, and I say it's got a little, it's got a pillow on it and uh, uh, and a, a mattress type thing. And my show and tell item uh, relates I, to. I know what he's brought it for. You wanted no, you wanted them, aren't you? You wanted them, aren't you? You know, you go for a little drive, uh, you nip through a country lane, and what do you see? Parked, you know, 
chucked on at Sidek Road, you see old, uh, abandoned, fly-tipped mattresses and bedding, and that's exactly what you're doing with that. And on way home, you're going to abandon that and just chuck it at Sidek Road, aren't you? To be fair, when you were talking about that, the I council's thought... going to have to come and collect, come and collect that. When you were talking about that, I, was, I instantly thought you were going to be talking about dogging again, but uh, <laughs> that as opposed to uh, fly tipping. But yeah, yeah, fly tipping. That's... But, but you've got if you are going to go dogging, you've got your own bed. Yeah, um, <laughs> not very big, admittedly. Um, so, what is my connection or story in relation to bedding? Something that happened over the summer. Is it? I got into the bed over the summer to discover that my cat had been sick in my bed. This was during the heat wave in early mid-August, and I got cat sick on my feet. Okay. Or I had to contact the police over the summer to report that there had been some discarded bedding on the motorway. Uh, this was during the July heat wave. Uh, the first one took place on Sunday the fourteenth of August. Uh, the second one took place on Tuesday the nineteenth. Uh, uh, sorry, the second one took place on Tuesday the nineteenth of July. How come you note down the dates that things happened? Uh, well, the first one uh, happened on... Well, they both happened... We had two heat waves during the year. Yes, we did. Uh, obviously, as well, there is obviously the, the chance and opportunity that it may be that both of these are true. Uh, so the first one... Well, uh, so the question is, how do I know the dates of it? Uh, well, because when something significant happens, I just happen to note down the date of when it happened on the off chance that I might be able to speak about it on the Waste of Websites podcast. Uh, particularly... On this one, the first one, I'd played a cup cricket game, uh, and it was towards the latter end of a heat wave. Uh, I'd you always have to you always have to shoe on cricket in somehow, don't you? Uh, well, either that or one other thing that I'm going to shoe on into the next one. Um, <laughs> you so, don't hear me going on about the Ale and Audio podcast or something, do you? No, you don't need to. You just wear the t-shirt for it, aren't you? <laughs> um, so the f- first one, I'd uh, played a, ga- a game of cricket, cup game. Uh, I'd had a very very long day because I've been doing some work for a cricket club early in the morning. I've been up there at six o'clock in the morning. And you'd been dogging or, I mean, or fly tipping the night before. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Both, actually, because it's so happened. Um, yeah, which one of those two is true? Um, <laughs> so I'd, I played the cricket game. It was a cup semi-final. Guess how we got on? You lost. Yeah, we lost. So I wasn't in a very good mood. Um, how did you do? Uh, personally speaking, absolutely terribly. I bowled all right, but I just got smashed around the park by a batsman who was playing quite well at the time, unfortunately. So I didn't particularly have the best performance myself. Uh, it was very, very hot as well. It was going towards the tail end of a, a really, really hot week. And I'd not been actually in bed, if that makes sense. I don't know if you do, I don't know if you do similar to me, Jim Bell, but when it's hot, I tend to just like sort of sleep on top of the bed. Yeah. Uh, but with it, with me not being in the best of mood, it was starting to get a little bit cooler. Uh, I thought, I'll tell you what, I'll, uh, I'll wrap myself up in my, uh, in my quilt, went into bed. And uh, yeah, my cat had been sick in it. I got <laughs> in, not in a particularly. I've been sort of showered after playing cricket. Got myself clean. A very long day. Very tired. Very worn out. <laughs> uh, I then had to go and wash my feet afterwards because I got cat sick on there. So where was the cat sick again? Uh, in the bed. In in inside the bed. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, so, so she often goes under the covers. Oh, that's not uh, Well, it's, it's fine for the vast majority of the time. It's not quite so fine when she's sick in the bed. <laughs> uh, why does the cat get in the bed? Someone confused about. That's just that's just one just of the what things she likes cat to do. Does, yeah, oh. cats are strange, strange things, and one of her one of her foibles is that she likes to get into our you, bed. You clearly haven't got like a very good like tucking technique, have you? So that it's so tight that the the cat can't get in. Oh, it don't matter. She'd get in anyway. Not, the cat is like any any anyone else who exists out there. She wants to get into my bed. Does the cat? Uh, there's there's some good jokes here, but yeah. uh, does the cat often get in bed with you during the nights? Does it does it find its way? In, I mean, this is probably unrelated, but does it? No, no, never, never at night. It's, oh, right. At night, she'll jump on the bed. Yeah, but during the day, she gets into the bed. Right. Okay. Or kind of under the covers. All right. Okay. Obviously, she's the sleeping, life of she's... a cat, though. No. Oh, well, yeah. I mean... What you want in it? Um. Right, okay, and so you got in bed, and you f- you you put your feet down, and you felt something a bit grim t- it, on your feet as you, yeah. your feet were sliding down under the covers. Mm-hmm. You see, it was it was a hot day, but you still got under the covers. Uh, yeah, it was kind of it was it was getting a little bit cooler. I, I dare say, and obviously, I don't quite know how long the sick had been there for. It's a slightly annoying thing. Possibly, it might have been that day. It might have been sort of three or four days. Um, but it was certainly the case that I got into bed just on the basis that I wasn't really in the is best it, of Were the cat sick on that tin of beer that you brought around? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, I just scooped that straight into the can of beer and brought it with me. Right. So so even though it was very, it was a hot time, you wanted to get in the bed. 
Yeah, just as a bit of a, a wallow in uh, my not getting knocked out of a cricket cup semi final. Okay. Thought I'd tell you what, I'm just you know, I'll snuggle <laughs> up tonight. As you do. So that meant you had to you had to get a shower again and change the bed sheets and everything like that and yeah. Um yeah, all right, I changed the bed sheets the next day instead of just Oh, uh, well, it'd happen, it'd happen by that point, hadn't it? So I, well, I didn't I didn't want to stop pissing around sort of at uh, you know I couldn't do that. I'm up. a I'm a right fussy sleeper, me. No way, I couldn't do that. Um I, why didn't you go downstairs and be sick in the cat's bed just to just to you know get so, your own back? Yeah, well, the, the amount of things I'd like to do with my cat, sort of, I'd like to go and wake her up at half past four in the morning, like she often does to me, kind of thing. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't want to stoop down to her level of doing that. I, uh, I mean, the other thing is, you would have been laid there thinking shit or sick. Well, no, it was definitely if it was if it was shit, that it was very yellowy, very. Yeah, well, but you at the time, uh, you yes. might not have known. Uh, that is a good point, yeah. Although I think not that I spent too long analysing my cat's poo, but she basically um, <laughs> generally a bit more solid kind of thing, you know. Right, okay, fair enough. Um, and and was it just a random she just cat being a cat just had a quick sick? Yeah, but I didn't didn't notice anything else. Okay, in and around the area. And nobody else was affected by this incident. No, just me, as per. Right, okay. So let's move on to the other story then, which is um, that. You had to report some bedding that was on the motor that had been abandoned on the motorway. Yeah. Or that had blown off something. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that was where, you, where was you going? Uh, I was going to play golf. Okay. Which is the other thing I tend to show on into these things. Yeah. <laughs> How did you do at golf? Uh, standard. <laughs> Terrible. Rubbish again. Uh, yeah. No, I, I didn't play too bad. It was it was my first round of golf of the year. I Have played, you ever thought that golf. maybe you should just knock sport on the head? Uh, what I should probably do is try and focus a bit more on one sport as opposed to trying to play loads and do terribly at them all. No, that, that, that's not true. I played all right at golf. I played okay. Mm, okay. Um, so you, re- what did you do to report it? Hello to uh, Martin Hanley, by the way, of the Patriot Lockdown Bar. Hi, Martin. How are you doing? He, he's a fan of the, uh, I, I don't know if I've mentioned it today, but the Ale and Audio podcast. Yeah, well, second best podcast going, that one, isn't it? Well. So... Hang on, what was the actual question you just asked? So, what, where, where you, where was you? You was going to play golf, uh, and who did you phone to report this bedding on the motorway? Uh, I phoned uh, the the police's non-emergency number, mm-hmm. uh, which is is it is it one hundred one? Maybe I think so. Yeah, because it, it didn't feel like an emergency, but nonetheless, I thought it was good to to tell the police that they could possibly notify the highways agency to come and uh, remove um, these. This bedding that was in the motorway, well, because it was causing cars to slow down, and I thought it was a bit of a safety risk. See, I, I, uh, I you, you know, I, I know people who have got a job um, of sitting on the motorway and purposely looking specifically for abandoned bits of bed sheets, mm-hmm. duvets, and all that kind of thing. They were uh, undercover cop. Hey, thank you very much. Came to me. Yeah. The cover was blown. Well, unfortunately, there was some sick <laughs> underneath the covers. That, uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that was that was sort of it. So what what, kind, what did the bedding look like? Uh, I don't particularly. I, I wasn't focusing on it too much. It was, uh, I think, a couple of pillows and a couple of quilts. Mm-hmm. And did you did you discuss this with you with anyone in the car at the time? Uh, no, just me. Did you tell you your wife about it when you got back home when you was in bed at night? Did you tell your wife about this incident? Uh, I did, yes. Yeah. Just uh, a bit of pillow talk. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, keep going. Right. Okay. So, um, you phoned the police. Uh, yeah. And did you say do they already know about it? Hey. Uh, they report. They uh, they swiftly came and uh, arrested me for both wasting police time and talking whilst on the mobile phone to the police. <laughs> right. Um, okay. So yeah, I rang rang the non-emergency number and uh, yeah, reported it. Said that. I'm driving down the M1. Uh, there's some duvets and pillows maybe in the middle of the maybe road. Maybe it's there because when you drive down the motorway, it always says "tiredness kills, take a nap." Yeah. So they've just chucked, you know, there's some some bed bedding there ready. I was uh, well, exactly. I was, I was driving uh, driving along was in the middle line, like I always am, safest one. Um, you know, just as cars were undertaking me and all that sort of stuff, and it was there. So I had to, a lot of people, well, obviously a lot of people noticed it. I had to slow down, go to the side, and carry on. Um, and yeah, that was. That was sort of it. I, I nearly had an incident not uh, not long ago. Went uh, went on a little trip. Uh, took my daughter to Wales, and we were playing you know, stupid games like you play. Um, you know when you're going somewhere, 
Uh, like, you know, how many red cars can you spot? How many, you know, what's the name of the lorry on the Eddie Stobart lorries and stuff yeah. like that? And uh, she said, oh, can we play a game? Can we, like, you know, we're in Wales now. We can see loads of animals and stuff. Let's play Counting Sheep. So I played that and I fell asleep. Didn't I? So, hey. uh, <laughs> when you were in Wales, did you go in the smallest house in the country? I didn't know, but I've no, seen the smallest seen house in the country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, is, is, that, is that where the bed's from? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> perfect, perfect size for that, yeah. <laughs> All right, so you reported it, and did you, did you get any feedback of whether it was reported, uh, whether it was resolved? Uh, someone, had, someone had already uh, made the police aware of it. Yeah, so uh, someone had already made them aware of it, okay. Yeah, obviously another uh, conscientious uh, person who was aware of this particular incident rang up, and um, I, I, I don't know whether, I presume they must, I don't they can't close them out, why surely they must have, they must have done something, must have put some cones out to go and retrieve it and pull it off, and then, yeah, open it back up again. Hmm, okay. Because a lot of people were slowing down. It was kind so of, you felt like a good citizen? I felt like I did my bit for the for the country. Um, it was it was say it was uh, on the it was on the hottest day of the year as well, hottest day we've ever had. Okay, on that Tuesday, whatever day I said it was. Now you have said then that um, in the past that both could be true, and, and you did you've sort of teased in the past that one day you will have a true or false story where both stories could be true. Um, well, that wouldn't be a true or false story, would it? That'd be a true and true story. Okay, but yeah. So is this a true and true story? Is what I'm saying. I'm, I think I'm prepared to make my guess. Okay. And I think the second one was a pretty. Uh, I mean, the first the first one's a very funny story. I like that one, so I kind of want that one to be true. But the second one's a bit dull, so I've got a feeling that that could just be equally true. Because I think if you were going to make one up, you'd make one up that was equally as daft as the cat being sick in your bed story. Um, although I do have reservations about you not changing the bed sheets and stuff like that if you'd got your feet on cat sick that were under it actually in the bed as well. I mean, did did was you joined in the bed later on by your wife? Was she already in the bed at the time? Uh, she joined. She she joined me on the top of the bed later on. Right. Yes. So we slept, so, so we slept yeah. on top of the bed. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We kind of. I dare say, had this have happened did, uh, during the winter months, <laughs> a different, something different might have occurred. Did you tell her that? Did you tell her about the cat sick incident before she came to bed, or did you wait till the next day? Uh, well, I think she noticed when I went, oh, what's that on my foot? <laughs> oh, man, oh, no, oh. Right, okay. I think, I, I, I think she almost instantly realised something was wrong. Mm. You know, I once had an incident. I'm going to give my guess in a minute. I once had an incident where somebody came to the house, you know, like when they come and knock on the door and they try and, like, uh, collect charity money and stuff like that. Yeah. And it, when it, obviously they try and make you sign up to give so much a month towards yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, that sort of stuff, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and anyway, someone knocked on the door. I don't know what charity they were from. I can't remember. But I, we we always used to have our cat litter tray uh, just by the door. Yeah. And uh, I said, oh, you know, and yeah, I said, I, I you know, I, I think I had to write something down. And I oh, said, hang on. He didn't say you've got your donations. You went straight no. to cat litter and put it in, did you? No, he, he, he stepped in the house for a second because I was trying to write something down. I said, oh, it was raining. I said, oh, just step in here. So he stepped in the house and he stepped straight on the edge of the oh. litter tray and the litter tray just went <laughs> everywhere like it does. He, he uh, must have done that before. Uh, no, I've never oh, done that. But okay. I put mine in a bit where I can't stand on it. But yeah, so... And he said, to, I remember him saying to me, shall I go? And yes. But in anything, so I had to, you know, the, the cat litter was everywhere, but it got me out of having to give any details for this uh, charity thing to, you know, get more, for them to get more, inform- me f- to get more information and all that. Yeah. I mean, I, do you feel glad that this charity suffered because, you know, you had to keep clear up some cat litter and stuff? No, no. I, I give I give to charity. Yeah. I well, give generously to charity. Was it the RSPCA I, as well or something like that? Or the... PDSA or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, yeah. Cat sound that uh, yeah, <laughs> lost out because of that. So I'm going to go for it, and I'm going to say that it both are true for this one. Uh, you would be wrong. Ugh. There is just one of those. Three. Can I guess? Do you want, do you want yeah. to guess which one's true? All right, then. On on that, I'm going to say only because I want this to be the true one, because the other one's just a bit dull. And if you're saying you've been, I mean, come on, it's your first show and tell for how many months? Like about six months. Exactly. So if that's the best you can come up with, that's all that's happened to you in six. I mean, I know no, you've got others all, lined it's up. Not all that's happened, obviously. But so in that case, I want it to be the cat sick one. So you think? That, well, you think that on the hottest day on record that I didn't have to ring the police to tell them that there was some discarded duvets in the middle of the M1? Because that's exactly what happened. <sighs> so you're wrong again. <laughs> well, uh, applause for you. I don't know. Applause. I went and played golf in 39 degree heat. That deserves a bloody round of applause. Yeah. I was, play- I was like a millionaire. Me and my cousin playing golf. We had the 
bloody course to ourselves. I've never had that before. No one else fancied playing. Well, they were boiling, and on the way there, there was some discard. There was some duvet stuck in the middle of the M1. So I had to ring the police and say, "Just let you know, there's some there's an obstacle in the middle of the M1." Can well, you? I can't uh, wait remember? to find out what else happened to you in the last six months. Well, that's about as interesting as that to be fair. <laughs> Are we moving on? Carry on. Let's move on. The big and most interesting news. I mean, well, let's let's we'll, we'll move. We, we kind of talked about the uh, new PM, didn't we? But uh, well, uh, my, my quick question from Jump Injure Most: What did you do on the hottest day of the year? Uh, I did nothing because that was the sensible advice to to stay in the shade, stay well watered, and don't go anywhere. So you didn't go and play golf? No, you didn't. I, you I didn't... can't play golf anyway. Uh, well, yeah, but you didn't go out, out out in the in the middle of the in the in midday heat. I certainly didn't for... get in a car. That was the last thing I wanted to do on the hottest Quite day, of, the hottest day of, of of probably my lifetime, from what I remember. Yeah, it was a good two degrees hotter than any other day we'd ever yeah. had. Um, and strangely, on both of those days, I've uh, undertaken. Last time, I drove to Leeds as well to go and watch Yorkshire play cricket against uh, Lancashire. Oh, he, cricket again! He's got yeah, cricket again. in. He's got cricket in. Yeah, and then I went and played golf afterwards. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I, so all you did was just stay. In. That's not very adventurous, is it? Were you, were you concerned about the amber warning or? Red warning in parts about the risk of people's lives because it was hot. A little bit. All right, okay. <laughs> um, are, we, are we talking about the new PM? Sorry, should we talk about the new PM? Yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, a very significant moment for this country, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously, Rishi Sunak, there's something very different about him compared yeah. to all the other prime ministers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he just gives so much hope uh, because this man is our first billionaire prime minister. So Congratulations. Uh, he uh, gives hope to all the other young billionaires out there uh, that one day they can become prime minister as well. Um, if, if you're a, if you are a billionaire, see there is hope. There's hope for you. So you don't just have to be a billionaire. You could be the prime minister if you want to. Yeah. Although on a serious note, is the first British Asian prime yes. minister. So um, which is which is a, a great achievement. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. just a shame it's Rishi Sunak. <laughs> but there is that. Um, and also for ourselves, he's probably the shortest prime minister for quite a long time as well. So Yay, it's nice to have, short people. Yeah, it's nice to have nice to have someone who's a similar height to us. Yeah, they're not be quite big people. Because I, I, I think I've mentioned on the podcast in the past, uh, I've met Gordon Brown on one occasion and shook hands with him and all that sort of stuff. And he really was absolutely massive, huge, strapping, six foot something fella, and it was so big. I mean, he shook, he, I shook hands with him, and it was like, you know, it was like I should have got into this little bed kind of thing. It was oh, comparative size between me and him. He really was absolutely <laughs> enormous. And you see Rishi Sunak, and you just feel that it's like quite well for what me and you would consider normal sized. So. I mean, he's already stepped into the you know the the shoes of being the PM and being very weird, aren't they? But you see, he's sort of like opening speech and stuff like that where mm. he, he was kind of like very robotic yeah what do they teach these people i mean obviously he steps into shoes of a uh, of a small child because he's that little isn't he but yeah. uh but yeah he stepped into liz truss's uh shoes uh kind of as prime minister and of that kind of strange awkwardness um that she has and i don't know i mean it's uh it is an interesting one because it's sort of people saying boring is back Although the main main takeaway in terms of people being back is when Michael goes back again. I mean, if you know, what I mean, have you ever had one of those turds that you can't flush away? <laughs> it seems to be very Michael Gove like, doesn't it? Uh, just pops up doing interviews. And, has he got uh, a new job again, or is he? Is uh, he... He's leveling up secretary again. Again, he did. Uh, he, he failed to level up that well that he's got another chance at doing it. <laughs> um, he's obviously got a passion for doing sod all by the sounds of it. But, but that's the thing. What have any of them been doing? Because. Like, they've all been in jobs, a lot of them, for, for less than two minutes. I mean, one of them I've got written down here to talk about, this Suella, she got she got sacked from a job because she did she did stuff that she shouldn't have done, and then she got a job a week later. Got the same job back a week same, later, yeah. How is that? Uh, well, don't ask me to try and rationalise it. I mean, I think she shouldn't have been given it back because it's... absolutely. How, how can you get sacked and then a week later be the right person to give the job back to? Absolutely bonkers, isn't it? What, what did amuse me is some people obviously... Liz Truss was Prime Minister for about, was it 49 days, I think? Um, which, it, it, if, if it was me, again, as a cricketer, I'd be a bit annoyed I couldn't get to 50. But um, if you were, yeah, but that, that's what, seven weeks as Prime Minister. And obviously, as soon as she came in, she had a bit of a reshuffle, um, appointed some people. And obviously, 
Rishi Sunak sort of moved some of those out. And there's people who are saying, I'm really pleased with what I've achieved over my time as minister for whatever. You think you were there for seven weeks. I mean, if someone was at your work and left after seven weeks, you wouldn't even bother buying them a card, would you? And, uh, <laughs> and doing a whip round for them. I d- I imagine the leaving dues they're having. They've um, just been nothing but parties again. Well, yeah. Um, but, like, I mean, it's the other good thing that I saw is that uh, now uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg is without a, a, an actual ministerial job in tea. He's, back, he's on the back benches now. Um, having to lie down exactly I'm just going to say I hope there's, there's room for him to lay down at the back there I'm not sure um, but you know staying in, in politics uh, you know now as well there's going to be another MP eating arsehole and I'm not talking about Nadine Doris and her passionate love for Boris Johnson I'm talking about Nick Hancock Nick Hancock Nick Matt Hancock, Hancock. I did, I've done that before haven't I? I think you Nick have, Hancock yeah. was uh, they think it's all over yep and for Matt Hancock's career it is. <laughs> so Matt Hancock, he's going to be on uh, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Yeah, I mean, that's a very loose definition of celebrity. What's he famous for? Um, well, failing, isn't he, pretty much? I don't know. Did fam- a bit of parkour. He did, did do a bit of parkour, yeah. International athlete for his uh, bit of parkour that he did. Uh, I suppose he's famous for um, discharging people into care homes who got COVID and therefore... Um, I suppose he's famous for being health secretary, obviously, that saw the deaths of about 150,000 people. Oh, just before he said that it weren't that dangerous as well. Uh, he said it was low risk. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and, and then six weeks later, he told everyone that we need to go into national lockdown. So, good job, it was low risk, really, weren't it? <laughs> um, so, and, and obviously, he's famous for setting COVID rules, but then breaking them by kissing his uh, personal assistant or ministerial aide, whatever. Well, on that, you know, the I'm a Celebrity uh, producers... Because um, obviously, the, you know, they, they sort of subject the viewers to having to watch celebrities pull absolutely rank faces and they have to cringe while watching them eat like things like kangaroo penis and stuff like that. So the producer just on about replaying that clip of him <laughs> of him uh, embracing his uh, political aid. Yeah, it's terrible, isn't it? Particularly as his, his hands come around and grabs her ass from it. Well, obviously, obviously from behind. Where else can he grab someone's ass from? Um, yeah, the whole, whole thing is quite... Uh... Still, I've got sort of slight uh, flashbacks to it, really. It's quite horrific, isn't it? Um, He's bringing out a book. He is bringing out a book, isn't he? Yeah. Um, That's the kind of gift that we all want to read and see, isn't it? (laughs) Matt Hancock's COVID diaries. What what impresses me the most about the whole situation is that uh, you'd like to think, I mean, you'd just like to think in that situation, the health secretary would be more concerned about people's health than it would be about keeping a fucking diary. As to what he's been, I sorry, I swore then. So, but uh, the, the keeping a diary as to what he's been up to. Exactly. I mean, um, but you know, he's on I'm Celebrity, so all forgiven. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> just think. I mean, it could be quite a good because um, I, I think possibly some of the money raised from I'm a Celebrity kind of goes to charities. I think if they decide to, isn't it? I think there is a decision to be made about that. I don't. I don't know whether they actually do that or not. I don't know. How to but there will be sure. some. There will obviously be some charities attached to. Uh, the the sort of like the money generated by him a celebrity, but as a as prize money for the actual participants, I think they're actually paid oh, a yeah. fee to be on the show, aren't they? Uh, yeah, yeah they're, they're all paid fees to be on the show. Um, but I think when you ring up and vote for challenge uh, for someone to partake in a challenge, which obviously going to be Matt Hancock, um, I think some of that money can go to charity. Uh, so I think it would be great if they could make that charity the NHS, and then all the money that he kind of cut away from the NHS and moved away from it could be re-raised and put back into the NHS from all the people voting for Matt Hancock to eat a kangaroo's testicle. It's a good idea. Um, and all that sort of stuff. So that, that would be good. Um, obviously, fingers crossed, he's not going to raise that much money when he kind of gets to the end bit where you're voting for someone to win. But that's, again... I, I wish it was like a show where, you know, it's, you know, instead of eating a kangaroo testicle, it's like some sort of, like, plastic surgery sort of, like, reality TV show. And they actually put, like, a kangaroo's penis on his head or something like that instead. Yeah, I've just worked out, by the way, that uh, my mobile phone fits onto this bed absolutely perfectly. So um, Is that going to be by the side of your bed from now on? I think on? it might be, yeah. Just be careful when you put your, your, your phone on it, there's no cat sick on it. There is, there's <laughs> uh, but I've got beer on the bottom of my phone from your, uh, your exploding can of uh, Camden Hell's lager. Um, but, you know, it, it appears that the government is stabilising, and, uh, you know, Rishi Sunak showed that in his first video. Uh, well, I think he sampled a Gary Glitter track and, t- <laughs> and then denied it. Sounds like it, yeah. Sounded very much like a Gary Glitter track. Yeah. But, you know, on, on, on that note, you know, they're moving on from that and, and it's clear now that uh, they've got a new slogan going into the general election uh, for when it does eventually happen, if that's sooner or later. Uh, but the, the general election slogan is going to be uh, Rishi will fix it. Yep. 
but obviously, he's a strong prime minister. Richard's come out and said he's a leader of the pack. <laughs> uh, so I thought I thought that's what you were going to say. Though. What do you think? Like you know, what people? You know, what do you think? So it's happened in the past, hasn't it? Where you know it wasn't long ago when uh, when we think about Liz Truss and her sort of like you know sort of big moment when she said to the sort of Tory membership and MPs where she was like, I'm the Prime Minister and all that mm. sort of thing. And she walked out to a song by, I can't remember who it was. And it, it, it was, was a, M People. It was, yeah, M P And the one of the M People singers, producers, whatever, sort of wasn't happy about that at all, mm. were they? Uh, is, is that how low they've had to go? <laughs> they, they, they were using people's music who, who aren't going to complain. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah, there was a statement released saying that um, you know we apologise wholeheartedly to Gary Glitter for associating him, his, him with those kind of things. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think them people uh, song had got it was called M- M- Moving On Up, Moving On Up, Time to Break That's Free, the one, yeah. Nothing Can Stop Us. That one, um, obviously slightly more in tune and a better singer with uh, Heather Small there. But I think part of that line, uh, part of that song started with the lines, it's time to pack your bags and get out or something, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, there so. we go. We could keep going with the M people things, you know. The, the Tories have uh, also, they're, they're going to use the M people's search for a hero or search for zero hours contract yeah. inside <laughs> yourself, aren't they? So. Yeah. Uh, they haven't done much to make us feel proud, I think it probably is. Exactly, agree. yeah. Uh, but one of the great things is that uh, Rishi Sunak and the Tories, they're determined to fix the economy, uh, sort of glossing over the fact he was Chancellor for the last, uh, last two years before before that, and uh, he's going to fix the immigration system as well. Um, slight problem is, obviously, Tories are now in charge for 12 years, so um, yeah, it must have been... Yes, it's a shame they haven't managed to fix any of this sort of stuff beforehand, really, isn't it? But I'm not really sure where they can go. It's almost as though they've just, just become elected. Yeah, uh, I mean, you'd expect that... At some, I reckon. This is. Just, I reckon that because Rishi Sunak's popularity might be as high as it could possibly be, maybe in the next sort of six to months to a year, and then it can only go downhill because this next eighteen months, whoever's in charge of the country, is going to be a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit difficult, isn't it, for anybody running Hello, the country? Yeah. Maybe they might call an election while he might have a little bit of popularity amongst amongst the electorate. What do you think? I don't know, I'd have thought probably wants to try and keep as many Tory MPs in as long as he can. Um, but you never know. I think uh, the next election is due to take place in January 2026, is that? Five. 2025? Yes, yeah, the last election was, oh, sorry, it was 2019, weren't it? Yes, yeah, so it would be 2024, but yeah, it's 2025, because you can, I think you can, dis- you can dissolve Parliament and have the election after Christmas kind of thing, so to speak. Um, long way so, to go. A long way to go. Uh, talking about a long way to go, I mean, one of the Topical issues at the moment is workers being on strike. Yep. Uh, so train members of train staff are on strike at the moment. Uh, it was a very clear message. Are we going on strike? Uh, we don't really do much anyway. We, we only podcast for like sort of an hour and a half every two or three weeks. Oh, we, did, we, we went on strike during the summer, really, didn't we? <laughs> did podcast for about four months. Oh, you were too busy spotting bedding on the motorway and walking in and putting your feet in cat sick. Yeah. Playing golf. Oh, sorry. Wrong. Uh, I did get yeah. that wrong. You didn't yeah. put your feet in cat sick. I didn't put my feet in cat sick as well. <laughs> I was heroically playing golf in tough conditions. Um, and it's the kind of tough conditions and lack of pay, which you know, we don't get for doing the uh, podcast either, uh, that has led to train workers going on strike. All right, okay. Um, some of the Tory government were very, very clear. We are on the side of working people. Oh, wait. Yeah, they are oh, on the side of working people. Okay, right, yeah. They are on the side of working people. So I thought, oh, great, I'm just the train. Uh, members of staff and crew who are obviously have got very tough uh, issues in terms of their pay and conditions. Uh, but they're not supporting them. They're actually supporting the people who can't get on the trains because the trains are on strike. So they're still supporting working people as long as they don't go on strike. Uh, another group of people who are on strike are postal workers. Yep. Although I can't help think that no one else is going to deliver their mail when they're not working. So surely if you go on strike as a postal worker, you'd have to come back the next day and deliver twice as much mail and make your job twice as hard. Is that right? Yeah, I suppose so. Um, it just means you get all your junk mail at once, because I think that's all I get anyway. Yeah. I'd like to go... If I went to Dragon's Den, one thing I'd do is probably like create some kind of shredder that went straight over the door. So yeah. anything that goes through this just load of rubbish just kind of gets demolished straight away. Or you could just know. get a dog. Could do, yeah. As long as, it, <laughs> as long as it's not sick in the bed, I'm fine. <laughs> well, anyway, are we moving on? Let's, 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 like the Zen people said, let's move on up.
Okay, so then, Fisher, I've got a little quiz for you. And, uh, you know, these days I thought uh, for people watching it back later, viewing it live, I've got a little, you can visualise the quiz for yourself on our screen. You can see it there in front of yeah, you. Plus, now we sit together, mm-hmm. it's a lot harder for me to hide my answers from you. Right, okay. So I've had to be more clever, okay? okay. So this quiz is about politicians on reality TV shows because... Right. Of course, of the news of Matt Hancock going on. Um, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Yeah, I'm a useless politician. Please get me out of here. The great thing is, obviously, he said he wants to connect with the electorate. Um, and it needs to be... He said it needs to be near the electorate. Uh, or, in, in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> slight problem is... Uh, or it needs to be near the people, the key demographics. And yeah, slight problem is that you're MP for West Sussex, I, uh, I, Suffolk. I hope it's all just a big joke and they've told him it's still in Wales. And he's just in a castle on his own in Wales. Oh, t- actually... That would be quite good. That if they told him, "Yeah, you're on I'm stop, you get me out of it." He travelled all the way to Australia, and then they just didn't put him on. Yeah, just left him there. But I do feel sorry for his constituent, who maybe might actually need to contact their member of parliament over the next three, four weeks, and he's just sat in a jungle in Australia. Well, he, hasn't he said in an interview that they can that they, they can contact him, and he's agreed with bosses that they can he can take imp- you know important calls. From his constituents and so on. So I'm, I, <laughs> I hope everybody goes full <laughs> on, and you just don't see him because Matt is in another call. <laughs> if, if all those people in West Suffolk could have a lot of problems that need to co- contact uh, member of parliament about, that would be great. Especially over the the period yeah. that I'm a celebrity on. Yeah, but yeah. so I know we've kind of jumped away from the news and are about to do the quiz, but it does slide slightly reminiscent of the fact that when Rishi Sunak was kind of voted as Prime Minister. I mean, one of the things people complain about Liz Truss is that we haven't had a general election. She was voted for by about 80,000 members of the Tory party. Instead, we've now got Rishi Sunak, who was voted for by about 200 members of the Conservative Parliamentary Party. But Boris Johnson came back to the UK... From his holiday. From his holiday. I mean, it's the, such a... The, there's 22 weeks of the year, isn't there, that he, that, that he could potentially go on holiday. The Parliament during. was in recess, yeah. Yep. And he chose to go when it wasn't, yep. and the country was falling apart. But he wanted to come back. Came back. When there was an opportunity to come back as leader. Exactly. And that brings us on to our poll, doesn't it? Yep. Oh, obviously, sorry, one thing as well. Boris Johnson got 102 votes, right. didn't he? Allegedly. So we put out a poll saying, do we think he actually got 102 votes, or do we think he got less than that? And I think we got, we got, that was probably one of our most interactive polls because we had about 900 people voting it, I think. 920 responses to that. Yeah. Where 96% of people who answered it said that they actually reckon he got less than 100 votes. Yeah. But he was just saying, you know, but it's not like Boris Johnson to lie, is it? It isn't, no. Um, so. What if all the news re- uh, places had to report it as he said he got 102 votes. Because <laughs> they can't say it's a complete and utter liar. But they said, although we can't verify this. What, what I did like is the parody PM account um, at the time. Because obviously the parody PM account on Twitter is brilliant. And it, it like it does a bit of a Doctor Who thing where it like regenerates according to who the Prime Minister is. So that's been having a way all the time because it's had to change so much recently. And it, it, it said on, the, on those few days where Boris Johnson was trying to get his votes, if I have to... Uh, if I have to morph back into Boris Johnson, I'm going to be fucking livid. <laughs> Which made me laugh. Yeah. But yeah. Obviously, on Doctor Who, yeah, uh, Jodie Whittaker regenerated back into David Tennant. Yeah, so, what's going on there. It's so just, yeah, it, and that, which is what Boris Johnson had in mind, is it? Uh, possibly, yeah. Uh, oh, imagine that. Imagine that if Jodie Whittaker regenerated just straight into Boris Johnson. <laughs> and uh, oh yeah, I'm a time lord. <laughs> Well, there we go. So anyway, sorry, let's get on with the old Right, question, okay, quiz time. So politicians on reality TV shows. Right then. Oi, Rudy, can you see this? I can see that. It says on it, uh, Penny Morden, Nadine Doris, Anne Whittacombe, Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani, Edwina Curry, Stanley Johnson, Derek Hatton and George Galloway. All people that are featured in different reality TV shows mm-hmm. and they are politicians as well. Now, they might not have all been serving politicians at the mm-hmm. time like some of them were, Nadine Doris and obviously... Uh, Matt Hancock will be a serving politician while he's actually on a on a TV show, but some of those obviously weren't. Uh, there's nine altogether, and you can choose which one you want to go with first. And there's a question associated with each one. So who do you want to choose first? Uh, I'll be. Shall I be very boring and just just take it in order? So we go with Penny Morden. Doesn't really matter. You're going Penny Morden. And do you know much about Penny Morden? Uh, I know that she. Well, I. 
Like, uh, you can ask the question first, and then I'll see what uh, I'll, I'll see what I do. Or I don't know about. So, here's your question about Penny Mordaunt that relates to her appearance on reality TV. She was on Splash in tw- uh, 2014, which I remember on this podcast. Yeah, we were talking about that. It, we must have been podcasting in 2014. Yeah, it's one of our first episodes. I think you played it. You played a clip of it when we we're talking about Splash in the hundredth episode. I think didn't you? Yeah, last year. And uh, yeah, and it was it's it, it, we we was basically laughing because. We was confused as to why. Uh, what I can't remember her name. Uh, Joe Brand. Joe Brand was a was judge, judge on yeah. the judging panel. That well-known diver, Joe Brand. You could understand some of the other judges on there, but yeah. Some, <laughs> but anyway, some, someone who's won an Olympic bronze medal for diving. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Joe Brand. Yeah, not too sure really. So we've got a question here. What happened to Penny Morden on Splash in 2014? Uh, she called Vernon K. Paddy on several occasions, referring to Paddy McGuinness. Uh, getting mixed up clearly, yeah. or she attempted uh, a dive but ended up belly flopping, causing herself an injury. With the video going viral on the internet, and by the way, in one of these questions, both answers are going to be right. Getting your back. Oh yeah. Yes. Um, right. Okay. Both answers are going to be right on one of the questions. On one of them. Okay. Now I I didn't watch Splash really, so I don't particularly know. Uh, so I don't know if she called Vernon K. Paddy on several occasions. However, you have mentioned that the video has gone viral of her belly flopping, and I don't know if it went viral at the time, but I certainly saw it recently, where she did do a, a raspingly good belly flop from probably about five metres, and I don't know if she caused herself injury, but she definitely belly flopped in. And is that your final answer? That is my final answer. I feel like Chris Tarrant. Here we go. Let's have a look. The answer then is... Yes, you're so, correct. She did attempt much. a belly flop. And it went uh, not very well. Went belly up. Uh, in fact, it went like this. Oh, oh we're putting videos into it. Yes. Um, she's wearing red. That's very. That's not very conservative, is it? I don't quite know exactly what the advantage is for... Oh, oh dear. That must hurt. Um, it's not quite as high as I remember it has been, to be fair. Joe Brand doesn't look impressed. Um, but she did injure herself doing that. Okay, well, I'm sorry to hear that. What I do know about... I don't know if this is going to come up or What I do know about um, Penny Borden is that she represents uh, Portsmouth, or a constituency near Portsmouth. She's quite popular for sailors and the naval community, uh, which is quite ironic because she was injured in naval there when she belly flopped into the swimming pool. Uh, but she once spoke in the House of Commons and had been challenged by some sailors to ensure that she said the word cock on a regular, <laughs> on a regular occasion when she spoke in the House of Commons. So she asked a question and she was talking about uh, cockerels or something like that and she kept emphasising her cock quite a lot. Um, so you, you look it up on YouTube, there is... Uh, there is why does she, so why does she do that again? Uh, some sailors asked her to. No, not not for any reason at all other than just for a laugh? I don't know if... I, I think she was asking a legitimate question but she ensured, ensured she emphasised the word cock. Uh, Fair enough. To fulfil a bet that she made with some sailors. Who are going for next? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go in order so I'll go You are it. so boring. Actually, no, to be fair... Because you're so good on PowerPoint, you have actually it disappears. So I can go for anyone. So exactly. I'm going to go for I'm going to go DJT. I'm going for Donald J Trump. Donald Trump. So, <laughs> what did Donald Trump once say to a female contestant on The Apprentice? Bear in mind, he wasn't yeah. a contestant on the show. Yeah, uh, it's slightly different. But he's a politician on a reality, reality TV show. Was a politician, and he yeah. was on a reality TV show. I think his whole life is a reality TV show, isn't it? Uh, yeah. He might even be back on Twitter, which is horrendous. I mean, Elon Musk's mm. got took over Twitter now. Um, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy to get rid of my blue tick if he's going to make me pay for it. Yeah. Did you, did you see that uh, you've not got a blue tick? You never in a million years. I did, but I got rid of it because I'm not refusing to pay for it. Uh, do you know Elon Musk had released a perfume recently, an aftershave? Oh, it's got to be called Musk. Or no, something. it isn't. That's what, it's not called Musk. <laughs> There's something called by Elon Musk. I can't remember what it's called, but it's not. It's not called it Musk. Right. Well, you would have though, wouldn't you? Well, you'd have thought so. It makes sense, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know. But uh, and also, oh, yeah. did you, have you noticed that the blue tick isn't actually blue? I don't know. I've not got one. It's it's it's, it's blue, and the it's the the, oh, the, the outside of it's blue, but mm. the tick itself is white. white People tick. have been getting it wrong all these years, yeah. which is amazing. Actually, I've got white tick on mine, but the background looks white, so you can't even see it. Anyway. <laughs> I have seen people where they sort of I don't know how they do it, but they somehow fake it so it looks like they've got a blue tick. Yeah, which is getting a bit. There we it's go. funny stuff. Um, so what did what did Donald John Trump? Was it John? Is it John? James? Um, so what what did? Donald Trump once said to a female contestant on The Apprentice. Did, did, he, did he say, it must be a pretty picture, you dropping to your knees? Or did he say, you're much nicer now, you lost all the weight? <sighs> or, of course, is it both? Is it both? Uh, well, actually, yeah. <laughs> the idea that Trump could have said both of those things is perfectly plausible. I think he's definitely looked nicer now. Some white, 
pretty pictures you drop into. I don't know, I'll take, that can be taken out of context slightly. The second one, you can't really take it much out of context. Uh, it's just saying, look nice now, you're not quite as fat as you used to be, uh, which is very much the kind of thing you would say. The top one could be taken out of context, but I, I think it's going to be the bottom one. You think it's going to be the bottom one? Yeah. So you're saying it's not both, but it's the bottom it's one. The bo- it's just the bottom one. It's both. Is it both? <laughs> he said both, yeah. yeah. And he did say the top one, it must be a pretty picture, you drop into your knee. He did say it in a rude, dirty way. Oh, right, okay. So it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't oh, no. taking out context. Oh, no, no, no. No, no. And I, I, yeah, I haven't got the clip of that because yeah, don't need to see that. Mm-hmm. Right, so you've got uh, you've got a point still, though, because at least you've got one of them. That's fine. Um, next, then, which one do you want to go with next? Oh, let's go for I've got, a, I've got a quiz potentially stored up one day about Stanley Johnson. Okay. So, dad of Boris, Stanley Johnson, appeared on the celebrity version of reality TV show Hunted in 2018, where contestants have to go on the run and avoid being captured by expert hunters who were supposed to be, like, trained intelligence officers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They're not, like, hunters with bows and arrows, you know, trying, they're not trying to eat them or anything oh, yeah. like that. You know, that, that kind of hunt. intelligence agents. Um, what did he do only minutes into the show that could have got him caught? He either called a friend on his mobile phone and revealed his location to them while for help, or used his bank card to pay for fuel. Both, again, both relatively plausible. Was he with uh, Was he with Toff on this? He, he was, yeah, because didn't they have a bit of a sort of like friendship on, on I'm a Celebrity originally? Yeah, yeah, so they kind of got on quite well. Oh, and he's a politician, isn't he? P, weren't he? Uh, oh, I don't know. I'm not too sure. He certainly stood, he stood to be a member of Parliament, mm. European Parliament. Could have been. Uh, but say, I think if he had been elected... He would have become the first father to have followed his son into Parliament, but he, he, he lost. Um, I was going to say unfortunately, but I'm not sure that's the right uh, right phrase to use. Um, so did he call a friend on his mobile phone and reveal his exact location while asking for help? Or, I mean, both of those are relatively plausible. That's exactly the kind of thing that his son would do, and therefore the kind of thing that he would probably do. But I think he might have just used his bank card to pay for fuel. Okay, let's take a look. And you would be correct. Well done. He did use his bank card to pay for fuel, uh, which would have got him caught very quickly. But he did, he managed to do all right, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, I don't know much about trying to escape from, or do I? Mm. Um, but I would have thought it would make more sense to try and pay in cash. What are you going for next, Fisher? Uh, next, I'm going to go for, I'll go for Edwina Curry. Edwina Curry, okay, let's take well, a look. Yeah, what do you know, you know about Edwina Curry? Uh, she's in a consistency around here, Derbyshire, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Um, South Derbyshire, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my brother once spotted her when he was out in the Peak District. Uh, obviously. Had he ordered a curry? Uh, he hadn't ordered a curry. <laughs> uh, John Major wasn't with her. So, there we go. Yeah, so the question here then. Former Conservative MP Edwina Curry shocked uh, viewers and other campmates on I'm a Celebrity in 2014 when calling for Mel Sykes' attention who was in the shower at... Sorry, I've, I've, this is terrible spelling. Tell her, yeah. Who was in the shower at... Not sure. Who was in the shower at the time. How long did she manage to prolong... <laughs> I've done this bad. I was yeah. really rushing. Uh, the word Mel for in a shouting. So, you know, like on... Uh, I've had this before on on, on the... Uh, again, I've mentioned it before. Alien Audio Podcast. We were talking about this um, when... Uh, what's he called? Uh, Bill Withers. He extends... Yeah. A lovely day, and does it for ages, yeah. doesn't he? So she kind of did a similar thing when shouting for Mel, Mel Sykes to try and get her attention, uh, and sort of shocked everybody with it. Um, so what? What do you think? How long do you think she could do that for? Uh, either fifteen seconds or nineteen seconds. Well, I remember this quite well. Uh, not Edwina Curry, but Mel Sykes being in the shower. I remember that bit. Um, I think fifteen. I mean, fifteen seconds is quite a quite a. Quite, well, they're both quite lengthy mm. shouts, aren't they? Uh, how long did Bill Withers last for? I'm not sure. We're, 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 I can find out. You you keep pondering. Okay. Uh, I'm sure Jeff Buckley in the song Hallelujah manages to extend one note out for about 40-odd. Some of the Bill Withers particularly were. Uh, Edwina Curry, to the best of my knowledge, isn't particularly known as a very good singer. But I think she might be able to hold out for even 15 seconds a long time. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to say nine. Uh, no, 15. I'm going to say 15. You're going to say... 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not... I'm trying to think. Uh, 18 seconds, uh, Bill Withers did it, by the way. All right, so is she better or worse? 18 seconds. holding a note than Bill Withers. Well, be- was she holding a note, though? You know, she wasn't holding an, an, a note. He was holding the note. She was just shouting. Yeah. Um. So there's a difference there. Uh, but I, yeah, I did a little bit of counting to see oh. this, and you might have to check the answer after, but actually, it's 19, 19 seconds. seconds. 19. So should, should we count and see? Um, I've got my timer ready on my phone. All right, okay, well, use the timer, yeah. Okay, so we're going to do this now. Everyone at home. It's not going to be a very good 19 seconds of podcast for people listening at home, is it? Well, they'll hear it. What? Oh, great. So what, what was the podcast like the other day listening to? Oh, great. 
Listen to Edwina Curry shout the word <laughs> Mel for nineteen seconds. Really good quality stuff. This is this well this this is what this is what they get. They know what they feel they send, they know what they get from us. Right. right. Are we ready then? Yeah. So here we go. Let's see how long this takes. And you meant too long. Well Tinchy Stride is impressed. Yeah, there's a couple of singers there. I mean it wasn't there. an hour. That, that wasn't the that wasn't the answer, by the way. Yeah. It definitely wasn't an hour. So uh, <laughs> But it was nineteen seconds. So got a good set of lungs on her. Clearly. That's, yeah. John Major said that to be fair. Uh, so what's next? I did actually accidentally flash up another answer there, but uh, oh, right, okay. Sorry, how many points do you want at the minute? Uh, have we have we have we lost her? Uh, I don't know. No, yet. we haven't lost any. No. Uh, let's go. For, You're on four. Yeah. Let's go for uh, Anne Whittakam. Anne Whittakam. I wonder what this one's going to be about. Oh yeah, well yeah, must probably. So yeah, former Conservative MP Anne Whittakam appeared on Strictly Come Dancing 2010. Do you remember who her dancing partner was? Uh, it was Anton de Beck. There I think he was basically uh, one. One point it was dragging around. It looked like it was more polishing the floor with her, to be honest, as opposed to actually uh, doing any dancing. That wasn't, yeah, that, that, uh, yeah, that, that, that's correct. It wasn't part of the question, yeah. uh, part of the quiz, so you don't get a point for that. Mm-hmm. Yes, for remembering it was Anton de Beck. But uh, 2010, and she achieved one of the lowest scores ever for her attempt at the salsa. But which of these people managed to achieve less than that and a lower score than Anne Whittacombe? Which of these people? Right, so, um, so we've, got, answer, yeah. we've got David James, we've got John Sargent, we've got Kate Garraway and Joe Calzaghe all historically got quite low scores at times strictly come dancing yeah so I don't know how many I don't know exactly how many points it was for Anne Whittacombe but David James uh, wasn't particularly very tell you if you good. want uh, well David James danced with I, I watched a clip it so I think have you got any details as to who they danced with and that sort of stuff Do uh, I don't know about that alright well I think David James danced with Nadia Bishkova um, and was generally not very good he was a bit stiff a bit wooden um, so yeah didn't particularly do very well did he ever drop her uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not, not aware of that. Because I used television. to love that on, uh, on Strictly Come Down, uh, not Strictly, on, on the ice skating, dancing, oh, when, that they, way, when David Seaman dropped. Drops his partner. <laughs> he married his partner. Did he? Yeah, right, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, because they were on the mass Dancer not Dropped her ago. and married her. Yeah, they're on the mass Dancer. Uh, I think they pulled out the mass Dancer, which I don't know, if, I don't know if that's because he dropped her as well. Oh, right, okay. Um, so also there's Joe Calzaghe, uh, I think he married his partner, didn't he? Uh, Dina Reynolds. Oh right, so this this clearly. Actually, oh this... sorry, no, it, no, he didn't. I think he might have been in a relationship with her, but she married Ben Cohen, the former rugby union player, which right, okay. with later on. Uh, again, Joe Calzaghe, not particularly known as the most amazing of dancers. Bear in mind he's a boxer, which requires a bit of footwork, but yeah, it's a bit from boxing to dancing. John Sargent obviously pulled out. He danced. He also danced in Rainoff. Um, so is it just and... Christine Rainoff that's rubbish? It could be. Yeah, <laughs> I think when John Sargent uh, had to drop out of Strictly Come Dancing. Uh, claiming that there was no strong stop sergeant candidate and that he might have gone on to win it. Well, I think um, <laughs> this is it. So he can he can drop out of a of a, a reality TV show because he, he he knows it's not the right thing for the show and yeah. the country. But then you have politicians who are like hang on for dear life. Yeah. It's a national interest for him to drop out. Uh, he did the right thing. Because basically, at one point, it was marching along doing a pasadoble. It looked like he was lugging around a bag of potatoes, <laughs> I think, uh, his, his poor dance partner. Uh, Kate Garraway, oh, she was on one of the earlier series. Oh, who did she dance with? It might have been Brendan Cole, but I don't know. Are they strictly funny? I've watched it pretty much every series, to be fair. I don't know why. I don't really like it that much. Um, and she was noted not being very good at dancing. Um, so I think she might have been a lower scorer than Anne Whittacombe. So you're going to go Kate Garraway? Go Kate Garraway. Let's have a look. David James. You're oh. wrong. David James, he got, el- I think he got 10. All oh, right, okay. As a low score. I think Anne Whittacombe's was 12. Some of the others in there got 11. All right. Uh, no, no, some of the others got 12s as well, mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I think Anne Whittacombe, but yeah, the lowest the, the lowest of all, and below Anne Whittacombe for the question, David James. Oh, well, there you go. There we go. Uh, okay, so you got yourself another point there. No, oh, you didn't. You didn't get yourself a point. I could take it back off. Yeah, uh, skills. So I'm gonna go with. Well, let's get it out of the way. Let's go. Well, actually, I'll go with a fella because uh, there's only one female left. So I'm gonna go with Derek. Derek Hatton. Now, I don't think this was ever actually on air. I think it got cut from the show because I can't mm-hmm. find any video of it. But former Labour councillor, I'm glad I found someone from Labour to, you know, because obviously they've all been very sort of conservative so far, aren't they? Former Labour councillor Derek Hatton appeared on a Come Dine With Me election special in 2010. What did he call fellow contestant, political commentator Rod Liddell in a rant at the dinner table? He either called him a a fat, useless lump and a pathetic bully or a sack of shit lying attention seeker. Well, bear in mind, I swore. Yeah, I'm just trying to be nice. What are you going for? I'm 
So there's a useless... F- well, it's not phone a friend, you know. I know, sorry, I know Tom Arnold's calling. But, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm getting a call in from Tom. I'll, uh, I'll, mess, I'll text him shortly and, uh, and tell it's him... It's not phone a friend. It's not phone a friend. And it doesn't work that way around it. They don't phone you if you don't know the answer. Um, you have to phone them. And they've not got no lifelines. Like. Exactly. Uh, so the options are effing fat useless lump and pathetic bully. Or... Sack of shite, sack lying of attention seeker. Can we say shite but not shit? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't... Is it, is it, uh, I think the bottom one again. You think so? Yeah. Okay, going for the bottom one. Sack of shite, lying attention seeker. You'd be wrong, it was the top one. Oh, man. Uh, effing fat, useless lump and pathetic bully. There you go. I don't have a clip of it, but I really, uh, really wanted it. Yeah, anyway. so I'm not sure about it. I'll come down with it. It's not one of my favourites, that. So for the listeners, there's three more left. There's Nadine Dorries, there's George Galloway, and there's Rude Giuliani. 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 Uh, so he was president of uh, some of those mad press conference at the time. Of okay. So let's go with Giuliani. Okay, so kind of he's linked to politics in a way, isn't he? So there you go. What happened when Rudy Giuliani was unmasked as the Jack in a Box on The Masked Singer in the US? Oh. Either several of the judges walked off stage in disapproval, mm-hmm. or while the head of the costume was being removed... It got stuck on the zip, which broke, and the whole bodysuit dropped to the floor, leaving Rudy stood there in just... Uh, well, the second one's quite mute. <laughs> it would have been very funny if it had done that. I mean, I imagine that he's the kind of person who could cause disapproval and lead to judges walking off the stage. At the same time, who were the judges on the American version of The Masked Singer? Nicole Scherzinger? Is she that politically... Nicole Scherzinger, uh, you've got... Ken Jong. Uh, sorry, North Korean leader? Uh, no. No. The South Korean actor. I thought you said Kim. Ken. 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 Right. I think okay. it's called Ken Jong. Who's in the? Um... Yeah. Well, but the, uh, you, the other one you've got um, who? Oh, Robin Thick. Thick. Robin Thick. Yeah. yeah. Who possibly? Yeah. His, his name is a his normative determinism for <laughs> uh, quite offensive to him potentially. Um, but I don't. I, I think we might be overselling them saying that they would walked off. But at the same time, the idea that his zip broke and he got stood there in his underwear. <laughs> I think I would. I think we would have seen that. So I'm going to say several judges walked off in. And you are correct, yeah, because he he was a bit controversial, weren't he? he was he was yeah. sort of like, yeah, he saying the election was that sort of stuff, weren't he? Like, yeah, basically taking uh, Donald Trump's side and all that. So there you go. Well done, another point for you there. You got five out of the nine. Let's go. So two uh, left: so Nadine Doris and two George Galloway. Go. So let's 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 do the take one for the team and let's go with them. Nadine Doris. Okay. So what did Nadine Doris get into trouble for when appearing on I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here in 2012? She either failed to declare her fee for appearing on the show, or she sneaked a Boris Johnson photo album into the camp with. Well, obviously, you get the impression that she's a very big Boris Johnson fan. I mean, the fact that Boris and Doris sort of seem to rhyme with each other is sort of enough. Um, she's but, a, she's the best Labour campaigner. Uh, she really is. She does nothing but but slag off the Conservatives. It's brilliant. <laughs> uh, well, no, not all the time. She's well. She, I said she's a massive Boris supporter on the Tory party in general. Uh, again, I don't quite know how she claimed to uh, be supporting her um, constituents when she's appearing in the Celebrity Jungle uh, in 2012. But I I feasibly think that she may have failed to declare her fee for appearing on the show. And you'd be correct, yeah. There was a bit of a uh, thing about that because she wasn't saying how much it was. She was refusing to say and saying it was part of a confidentiality kind of thing. And she ended up having to apologise in the comments um, because of that. So you've only got one left. Which one do you want? Uh, Well, I think it's going to have to, unfortunately, be George Galloway. You probably know what question might be coming up here. Scottish politician George Galloway appeared on the Celebrity Big Brother uh, back in 2006 and a moment featuring him has been voted as the cringiest reality TV moment of all time. Last year, I think that got voted, so we Matt Hancock uh, <laughs> going yeah. into I'm a Celebrity, get me out of here. That could well be eclipsed, I think. Uh, but what was he doing? He was either brushing his teeth with Michael Barrymore's toothbrush, um, or he was pretending to be actress Rula Lenska's cat, purring and pretending to lick cream out of her hands, and then she went and, with, and then he went, ooh, sick on the bed. Yeah. <laughs> I've, well, I, might, I might have got a show and tell about George Galloway on a future episode, perhaps, actually. Um, now, now it's mentioned as something that happened to me uh, a did number you find of years George, ago. Did you find George Galloway curled up at the bottom of your bed when you got in it one night For, under the covers? Fortunately not. He wasn't licking cream out of, uh, out of my hands. But I'm sure we all remember this. Um, George Galloway, once again, politician there to serve people uh, in the constituency of Towels Hamlet. Uh, ta- Towers Hamlet, rather. Uh, I spoke to Towels. Uh, the Towels, unfortunately, thrown on the motorway before I was <laughs> Um And again, meant to be representing his constituency, but he decided to go into the celebrity Big Brother house. Uh, and when he was there, he pretended 
He didn't brush his teeth with Michael Barrymore's toothbrush or indeed anything else belonging to Michael Barrymore. Uh, instead, he pretended to be Rula Lenska's cat, Purd, and pretended to look. Well done, you're correct. And, uh, I mean, we want to see it again, don't we, Fisher? No, we do not. <laughs> we absolutely percent Dodge Galloway. That's quite loud. Turn it down a bit. There we go. I always was a very... In fact, I think you actually uh, go on to Twitter nowadays, Dodge Galloway, uh, you will see that he has been marked as a member of the... We don't need to say any more of that. Go on, Fisher. No, I think I, I can't... I think he's been marked as his account... Uh, Propaganda or something. All right, okay. So there you go. Congratulations, Fisher. You have uh, completed uh, the quiz. Did you enjoy that? You can't Uh, say if you didn't. It was very good. Very good. Absolutely fine if you didn't. But anyway, Uh, so yeah, there we go. Are we moving on? Let's move on. Nope, wrong one. It's going well, isn't it? It's going well, this new technology we've got. So, thank you for listening, watching uh, today. I've enjoyed it. Have you enjoyed it, Fisher? Uh, I've enjoyed it. George Galloway's account uh, highlights itself as being part of the Asian State Affiliated Media, just so you're aware. Uh, I believe he's got a show nowadays, a TV channel somewhere along the lines, I don't know what it is. Uh, every Sunday, apparently, at 9pm, although I don't actually know Promoting another show for, especially if they're saying it's to do with Russia. Uh, well, yeah, well, just or, or not Russia, but the so make sure you're busy the, on those occasions. Potentially the, the the government of Russia. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's all we know in relation to George Galloway. Oh, I may have got a show and tell about uh, on a future episode. So have we got have we got much more to add? I don't know if we're pretty much done. I think we're that? pretty much done. Thank you for stinking out the shed with your stinky beer. Yep. And stories about catsick and stuff. Yep. Which turned out anyway. Mm-hmm. Thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for wearing your shirt this week for yep. sure. Shame we can't say the same about yourself, obviously. No, obviously not. Uh, yeah. Should we just wear each other's one? We can see if anyone has. You've got yeah. your. You've got like a, a graphic of you on. I think weirdly, when you did the shirts, isn't the picture of you sort of up in the top where the waste web space bit is in the centre? You've got the waste web space as opposed to the picture of yourself. Yeah, I don't know why that. Don't know. Perhaps it's just because I'm more attractive than you. Therefore, sort of, uh, I warrant a uh, larger picture of myself on the. Maybe. I mean, I, I was. I, I, they've changed these. So where we get these graphics from are actually like your avatars that you get on Facebook or what have you. They've changed yeah. them. They've gone all like a bit more like three D, like you know, a Toy Story style, hmm. and. Uh, that hairstyle doesn't really transfer over as well. I think it transfers as well on this <laughs> one, to be honest. So I, look, I look distinctly old on that and kind of quite... I mean, I appreciate that I am kind of not as young as I used to be, but then I'm still younger than you, so... so I, I seem to remember you've got like a quite a cool-looking... Uh, Yours avatar. is cool-looking. Is it? Yeah, it is. I mean, I've got a tie on, which is part of the... Because you're an accountant, I had to put you in a tie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but there we go. Okay. So, so thank you very much, everyone. And no doubt we'll be act- we'll be back podcasting fairly soon, hopefully in a couple of weeks. And we'll be active on Twitter, no doubt, and all that sort of stuff. And we'll uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you very much. We will do. Thank you for watching, and see you later. Bye bye.